Greetings, everybody. Welcome to our podcast, Tea Time with the Blay Crew. All right, I'm going to redeem myself this week and make sure I announce everybody's name. I know last week I kind of messed up and uh, missed uh, Bax's name. I do apologize again. So we got the Blade Crew. We got B-L-A-D-E, B for Bax, L for Laura, A for AJ, D for Donald, E for Elisa. So uh, don't forget. Yes, (laughs) I got it. All right, I redeemed myself. Now, if you're sitting here listening to our show and you're wondering what the heck am I talking about, This is a good opportunity to hit pause and go back to last week's show. We need you to listen to our shows. We need to uh, have you listen. We effectively took out one of our members. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I forgot Bax. Deleted Deleted Bax. And then during our practice show, during our practice show, I forgot uh, Laura one day. I mean, I'm I'm on a roll, but I finally redeemed myself. So don't forget the light. You take out Bax. Be laid, not blade. <laughs> yeah, laid. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe our uh, podcast on Apple iTunes. Uh, just to search for uh, Tea Time with the Blade Crew. Same thing with uh, Podbeam and our own Facebook page, Tea Time with the Blade Crew uh, on Facebook. If you want to reach us via email, bladecrew2020 at gmail.com. Make us sound legit with the Gmail. You know, we should be like, uh, you know, crew at Gmail or I don't know. But. I'm just rambling. So, how you guys doing? What's going on? Not oh, much. good. Going good. Uh, you also forgot our YouTube. We are on YouTube as well. Oh uh, yes, and of course it's on my notes. YouTube, the Blade Crew. <laughs> Tea time with the Blade Crew. <laughs> You'll get it one day. Yeah, You'll I'll get, get it. Right one day. I'll get it exactly, exactly. So, Elisa, you doing well? I see you're debuting your new microphone. Got yes, it from Amazon this week. Mic. Got it early this week, I'm didn't legit. you? We're getting legit, guys. We're getting legit. Legit. <laughs> so I didn't have not have any luck with the ice cream Ben and Jerry's. No luck. Uh, I know Seriously, we were Ben and Jerry's. Like send us some. Yeah, exactly. Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> if you guys are sitting there listening to the show, like what the heck are they talking about? Listen to our previous show. Like you got to listen to our previous show. But yes, I know we were trying to talk about uh, Chip Happens ice cream. We were all going to try it on the air this week, and uh, nope. I feel like tweeting at them, being like, hey. Can you just send us some, like, yes. do, us a, do us a solid? Exactly. Yeah, that would be awesome. I don't think it's out yet, though. Like, I went, I went to Publix, and I was staring at every single little Ben and Jerry's little pint thing, and I read each of them, and the Publix guy came up to me, and he's like, ma'am, are you okay? And then me and him, like, spent 20 minutes looking for him, too. At least they it's made not- At least they I made an effort. I Walmart's website, but I, it didn't say order now or whatever. So I was like, how am I supposed to get it? It's such a tease. Yes, it is. I Matter of fact, last week after the show, I looked at Walmart.com, uh, and then the nearest Walmart was like Dunedin, which was uh, like a good half hour, 40 minutes away from my front door. And I was like, all right, let's see. Let's see if there's another store. I was like, I don't know if I want to drive 40 minutes, especially with all the craziness going on. And I don't want to be on the road if I don't have to be. Oh, but. you should have done it for the podcast. I know. Seriously, take one for the team. Yeah. I know. Exactly. I know. I know. But I did have to work. I'm just kidding. I did have to work. If I was still quarantined, I could say, okay, maybe, you know, I could make my way out of the house. But but guess what, everybody? I got my hair cut on Monday. I'm so thrilled. That's what's up, man. Awesome. Did you wear your mask and all that stuff? I did not wear a mask, but the uh, the girl who did cut my hair, she did wear a mask. I end up calling... 
Monday morning, starting around eight o'clock, you know, because you were thinking, okay, you're closed for like 45 days or something like that. You'd kind of be eager to like open up your salon and get things going. I mean, heck, if I owned the salon, I would have been open up like 5 a.m. to like, you know, get all those uh, customers in there that that's backlogged. No, but uh, yeah, so I started calling eight o'clock. Nobody answered the phone. Then nine o'clock rolled around. Nobody answered the phone. Then the little after, few minutes after 10 o'clock, somebody answered the phone at one of the salons I placed. She was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. We're not opening up until uh, tomorrow. We're getting things up, set up today. And I just wanted to say to her, I was like, really? Close for 40 days, 45 days. You really don't have the eagerness to open up your salon sooner? I mean, come on. And then the other places didn't even answer the phone. I finally got an appointment at like around, uh, around 3.45, 4 o'clock, somewhere around there. It was some place I'd never been to, but it was close enough to my residence. And... Uh, yeah, I got a 445 open. Can you be open? It's like, be there, done. So it, it did cost me a little so more just, money. You just trust any barber, bro? You don't have like a specific barber that you go to? No, I used to have a specific, uh, specific um, uh, person to cut my hair, but unfortunately she passed away a number of years ago due to uh, cancer. And, uh, and I, haven't oh, found, I haven't found anybody that I really liked. And I'm still searching for, you know, a good one to I, I got to be particular. I, she, she did a great job of my hair, but I, I like the scalp massage. I like the washing. I don't know that extra that extra scalp massage. I don't know if you guys ever had one, but it's just relaxing. And this is just a little treat for me. And I really haven't found a hair place unless I go to like a, a salon. I went to a place uh, years ago. It was called the difference for men down in South Tampa. It was a high end salon. And uh, I mean, Men are it's it's catered to men. They did manicure, pedicures. Uh, the Bucks players even show up there. In fact, uh, I was getting my hair done, uh, haircut, and uh, one of the Buccaneers uh, sat down next to me at the next booth over to get his uh, manicure done. It was it was pretty cool, but uh, they they closed awesome. up. Yeah, yeah, it was a difference. We were on I think uh, oh god, Lois South Lois Avenue or something like that. But there, I don't think they're there anymore. But. Yep, yep. So that was my exciting week, and just went to work, and nothing, nothing, nothing else. So what's going on with you guys? I have an update on the Reddit thing. Oh. Oh. Yes. Remember last week? Okay, so right before we got on here, the guy messaged me again, just out of nowhere. Well, I posted a selfie. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so I posted a selfie, and it just said just lounging around. And then he re- he messaged me and he said, "Hey, since you're lounging around and you're not doing anything, do you want to do a, a video chat?" And then I said, "I'm about to do my podcast." Then he goes, "Of course, it's always something." Oh and I said, I literally, I, I said, I literally have a podcast at, I said, I might be free at two 30. And he's like, so you're going to turn down $400 for a podcast. And then he was like, fine, two 30 then. And then he's like, we'll see what happens. Okay. So I don't know. So, he's crazy, but I'm oh, going to do it. Cause I want money. Oh, yeah, this is today. Crazy. Oh, this is today. Yeah. I today thought it was last week's show. podcast. Holy cow. Well, then uh, make sure you promote the... So we'll the... have an update next week. Yes, we'll have an I'll update. So the money. I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of game. He's really you in, okay? So uh-huh. just be careful. Just be careful. Like, he's re- he's definitely throwing this game out there. He's definitely trying to reel you in. But just be careful. You feel me? I'm not telling I you not do. to. I'm not, I'm not telling you to. You're a grown woman. But he's throwing this game out there to try to reel you in. That's I'm definitely aware of grooming. Thank you. I'm definitely aware of grooming tactics. So I have my standards. I'm just going to do a, a video chat. If it's anything else, okay. I'm just going to hang up with him. Got to okay. co- collect the funds first, right? That's what we learned last yeah, week. Yeah, of course. Collect the funds first. 
Yeah, make sure your kids don't get into the uh, picture and all that. Oh, they're not even here today, so oh, okay, good. I would never do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly what Beck says. You never know. I mean, grooming you, and then who knows if they take snapshots of the screenshots, and then you end up somewhere that you don't want to end up being. But right, just be careful. Yeah. We love you, Laura. We just don't want to see you. Uh, you know, something bad happen. But but yeah, let, well, definitely keep us uh, posted. Bax and Elisa, what's going on? Nothing much, man. We just chilling. It's been a lot of news, yeah. a lot of good stuff, a lot of bad stuff, a lot of, uh, I would say, you know, the media is trying to incite a lot of different uh, race wars and all type of stuff, man. You know, so I've, it's a lot to talk about, man. But I'm good, bro. You know, I'm living life. It's sunny. I thought the sun was going to be locked out yesterday, but it's hot <laughs> today. So I, I don't know what to believe or what not to believe. <laughs> yeah. Did, you, did anybody hear anything more about the, uh, those uh, wild, uh, those uh, murder hornets? I, I just haven't heard anything all week. It, like No, I, but remember when I did that segment on them, they there was only a couple and they said they hitchhiked. So they were saying that they didn't colonize yet. It's just so funny how they made that. <laughs> They hitchhiked on someone. They got the wing up in the air, like, hey, like the thumb up. <laughs> they were in the airplane. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about every, it. Every week is something scary, man. It's a fair tactic. Oh, I know. I know. Hey, uh, so. Uh, we're in Jumanji. <laughs> we are. Real life Jumanji. We got the Tiger King, the Murder Hornets. <laughs> Murder Hornets, I know. Hey, but uh, restaurants are opening up 50% now here in Florida. I mean, did you guys hear that? I'm excited. I want someone to take me out somewhere or or just go with me to a restaurant because I forgot what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> Tables and chairs and paper menus. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when DeSantis, Governor DeSantis was on the, uh, the air the other day, did you guys see it on TV the other day, him on talking? No, I missed that. Okay. I don't know what the deal is with this guy. He, but he goes on and on and on. I mean, up to the point, I'm just like, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, he just goes on for an hour talking about what they did and what's going on. But meanwhile, the news media people were like hyping it up. All oh, gyms and restaurants are going up to 50%. Governor DeSantis got a special announcement. I mean, like, what is the freaking big deal that that he won't tell us like give us a little snippet he just goes on and on and on and on and on and on it's like enough is enough just get to freaking point i don't know if you guys agree with me but it just aggravated me in fact uh the fo local fox station here fox 13 had him on uh, the news and then uh they had him on for like a good 40 minutes and next thing you know they had to cut him off because they was like almost six o'clock and he still hasn't got up to the point until i saw the breaking news like 20 minutes later oh yeah you know uh gyms are opening up at 50% or whatever the percentage is of restaurants. It's like, dude, just get to the point. We don't care at this point. Just oh, get to the point. Do you think he was filibustering? Do you know what that is? No, what is that? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to say it like that. But it's like when, when a politician does not want to get to the point because they know it's not going to be taken well or when they're trying to make it so that something works in their favor, they just talk shit the entire time. Until the they're end of their time. Right. They talk until the bill um, is unable. They don't allow another person to talk. They'll exactly. talk on and on and on to exhaust the bill's purpose. So he's like a genius. He's filibustering his own press conference. But I've seen people do that before. Yeah, but I'm up. To, I'm to the point 
that with anybody, with anybody, you know, um, you know, uh, I have certain family members that just goes on and it's like, get to the point. I don't care about what color nails you had on that day. Just get to the freaking point of your story it has nothing to do with it. But I don't know. Um, that's just me personally. But yeah, so uh, yeah, gyms are now opening up starting Monday. Makes me wonder why they don't get through. They have they they have to wait through the weekend. Like, why Monday? Why not today? What's the difference between two days? Anybody have any insight or maybe something I don't know? Work week. It's a yeah. work week. Work week starts Monday. Yeah, but well, gyms are open like all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand that, but but they're, they're everybody's basing everything in a business model. So it'll be based on the work week start. Like it'll start on Monday. Everything starts on Monday. Like Publix is rescinding. They're going back to their old hours and they're rescinding the early hours for um, elderly. Everything starts on Monday because that's the, the, the work week model. You understand? So and, and I guess a weekend, a weekend, even though it wouldn't be impractical to us, it would probably be impractical for the business model. Okay. It's one way of looking at it. Right. Uh, I don't know. I just felt like, hey, let's. Everybody's all excited, you know. But well, guess what? It starts Monday, and guess where I'm going to be Monday morning? Work. You know, it's like, oh man, I got pushed out later on into the evening time if I want to go work out or something like that. Mm-hmm. I well, still don't I don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to go anywhere? No, I'm not trying to get sick. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Like basically leading into my first topic, it's about how all these other countries did a lockdown before the United States. And then, um, and then they reopened before we did, all of them. And now all of them are relocking down again. Like Wuhan, China, the place that it emerged, yeah, right. they, they were um, virus-free for five weeks. And then they suddenly had a flare-up of six cases. But get this, the six cases that were a flare-up were people that had previously had the virus and it was dormant for five weeks and it flared up in them again and it got other people sick. So now they're saying if you've been sick with coronavirus, you can basically get other people sick after 60 days. This is crazy. Yeah. This is like a bad fire that you can't put out that you just trying to, that you trying to pat it out. And every time you pat it out, it pops up somewhere else. Yeah. And I'm, and and them coming out with the vaccine, I'm a little skeptical of having a vaccine coming around just yet it's too early because you don't know what the side effects are what the lasting effects are not going to be the first round i'm going to let other people take <laughs> yes. the vaccine and see how they respond and then i'll do it i'm going to treat it like an apple i do believe in vaccines but i don't want to be the first round. i'm going to be i'm going to treat it like the apple updates when they, a new ios comes out on the iphone i wait like couple of people yeah. exactly because you hear horror stories like i can't make a phone call you know what i can or like when a new phone comes out and everyone tries to get it within the first few days i'm like no nah, i'll wait I just, what if the vaccine makes it worse what if it turns them into zombies that's why i'm not taking <laughs> exactly the that's why i'm waiting <laughs> yeah well treat it like the iphone <laughs> like i'm gonna wait till other people do it and then i'm gonna see yeah exactly donald what are you saying my problem with the rush to get a vaccine on the market is it hasn't gone through the proper testing um, and they're just trying to make money off of it without knowing the long-term effects. And just like um, somebody just said earlier. No, oh, no, I doubt they're going to let a vaccine go out without testing. Like, just because this virus has come, now everybody's in a rush to make a vaccine. They don't want to do the normal procedure. They don't want to wait the normal two to five years. They want to get this vaccine out there, get this money, have everybody take it, and nobody knows what the long-term or even the short-term effects are going to be. Right. 
you know, um, they said in Oxford, the, the, you know, Oxford is one of the leading candidates to come up with the vaccine, and they're saying that it looks promising in the rhesus monkey, that they, they're developing the antibody, um, and that is when they inject the monkeys with the, with the virus, the monkeys don't get the virus. Okay, that's fine for the monkey, but I'm not a monkey. So, right. I, you know, I guess, I mean, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I praise them for trying to get the vaccine started, right. Right. but everything needs to go its normal course. And I don't know about you guys, but the, the world is not ready to be open. I'm sorry. That's just about me. The world is not ready not. to be open. Um, everybody's just in a rush to make money. And, and, and if you've ever been out there in the street, everybody knows money takes care of itself. I think I said this before. Yep. Money takes care of itself. It doesn't need our help. You know, we need money. Money doesn't need us. Money always takes care of itself. So the issue is not that money is having a problem. People are having a problem with money. And, and, and trying to get that dollar is going to wind up costing America and the world a lot more lives. That's just my opinion. Well, that brings me back to what I was saying before. All these other countries like Germany, they reinstated their restrictions because they had localized outbreaks. South Korea, which had a success story of pretty much containing it, they just shut down again. Lebanon did as well, but they're also saying it's because people are being repatriated back into their countries from other countries. And then the only two countries that are not shutting down are India and Russia, and they're just people are just dying over there. So I don't think they care. But yeah, I mean, I feel like we're going to be shut down soon. We're going to follow suit with these other countries. So go to the store, get your toilet paper. <laughs> Um, wasp, wasp killer. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And Ben and Jerry's. I do want to talk about the other side because it's not as easy. It's not as simple as we're making it like, oh, we just want to open for money. I, I, there is a valid excuse or not excuse, a valid reason for wanting to open. We can't just ignore that. We have to at least acknowledge it. There is right. a valid reason, and if people, it's like my dad saying. He comes from Dominican Republic, which they don't have the comforts. A lot of them don't have the comforts that we have. Their houses are a lot smaller. They don't have centralized air. And the electricity goes out all the time. So can you imagine being in a house with your electricity gone, no air, a small house with nothing to do? Like, you're going to want to leave. Like, you're going to want to go out. And also... People do have to make money. Yes, money takes care of itself, but your phone bill doesn't stop coming. Your food has to be bought. Like, we do have to make money. And so that's people's worry. Like, we have to find a way to live. It, the coronavirus is not leaving. Like, let's just get that out of the way. No. It's not leaving. It's going to be here just like we have mm. HIV or Zika or every other sickness and virus and whatever have you we yeah. have to learn to live with that so that's people's worry and i saw a story that a lot of domestic violence are, is happening now yeah oh yeah you're right in other countries domestic violence is a big like a really big thing even here in america as well no, I, 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 I understand because the stress is a real high and everybody is just, you know, under just but everything from the social distancing and you can't see certain families or you're not working and you're doing the online schooling and, and so forth. So I, I could understand that. I'm not saying it's right. Don't get me wrong. But it's just really messed up and how other things happen because of staying home, being in quarantine and all that. So I don't know. We're just going to take it in stride at this point. You know, just keep your head up and just... 
hopefully people just uh, make it through and just, I don't know, find a different activity or something like that. I don't know. Just pick up a different habit. My thing, my thing is the people that are so anxious just to jump back out and they're not taking the proper precautions. The people just, you know, just going crazy. Yay. Uh, just ready to jump back in. Like they're just about to jump back into a pool of Corona. Like they're not acting like this thing is real. Okay. Oh, if you're going to open it back up, but you can't go back to normal and people are ready to go back to normal. Right. And they are going to be the people, and they're going to be, be the people that bring it, bring the coronavirus uh, numbers back up. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. Let's open back up. Let's make money. But there is a good portion of the population that's not taking this thing serious enough to keep everybody else safe. And that's the scary part about opening back up because it's those people that are going to be passing it around. The people that don't care, that don't have a care. There's so many careless people running around here that just don't care about their lives. They don't care about anybody else's life. And it's like dangerous. They're the dangerous people. So, yeah, I'll be looking for a job from home. Like I, like I said, I did start my job does work is work from home. But, you know, because of the virus, um, they had to hold it off a little bit to try to get the background test. But I'm going to be working from home. I'm going to be doing everything else from home. I'll be moving how I move, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm going to move accordingly. Like there's a killer outside that can, that can kill you. If somebody sneezes on you. There's a killer outside that can kill you. If somebody shakes your hand and it's not going anywhere and I'm going to move accordingly. Well, I saw this article. It's like a barbershop guy. Um, a barbershop owner, and he was like, you know, fuck the government. He's, he said that, and he was like, I'm going to open my barbershop before it was time to open. So he opened it, and then he had armed vigilante guards, basically just, re- sorry, rednecks, holding guns outside of his barbershop. But guess what happened? The barbershop owner got sick from a customer, and then he infected 10 of his customers. So I guess he's a COVID idiot. I would call him that. Our, our I would agree. Of the day. <laughs> so I definitely want to bring on this lady. I know her dearly. This is my aunt. Her name is attorney Felicia Pitts Davis. She is running for judge in our city, Syracuse, New York. And the reason why I felt like it was important to have her on the show was because if we look at the news, we look at online, we see that there's been a lot of racial inequality going on and there's been a lot of, you know, we feel like the news is trying to like start some type of race war between, you know, black minorities and, you know, other different races. I feel like having her on shows that no matter what race you are, no matter where you're from, you can definitely make it. All you have to do is try. But it also shows that if we want to have our voices heard, we have to get out and vote. We have to get out and vote and we have to appoint uh, other people of color to these positions where they can have say so instead of, you know, crying and whining when things happen. You know, we have to make it happen. So let's bring on attorney Felicia Pitts. Good afternoon, Felicia. How are you? I'm great. How about yourself? Doing well. Welcome to the Tea Time of the Blade Crew. Glad to have you on. We have uh, Bax on the line as well. So uh, are you uh, Bax's uh, aunt? Run, uh, I am. You I are. am. And thanks for having me. Very welcome, Bax. Definitely. Yeah, my aunt, definitely a mentor. Definitely uh, somebody to look up to in a family. She's definitely a matriarch of the family. Uh, a lot of people looked up to Auntie Felicia growing up up in Syracuse, New York. That's where that's where we're from. That's where she was born and raised um, on a street in, in the south side of Syracuse. Um, and if anybody know about, you know, Oakwood Avenue, it's on the south side of Syracuse. And, a lot of people, they get into a lot of different things, but, you know, growing up 
Donna Oakwood, my auntie, uh, she had a chance to make it out and she excelled. And no matter the environment that, you know, the street was. Now, I don't know if the, if it was like that when, you know, she was growing up. But I know when I was growing up, Oakwood had a lot of action. So I lived on the east side, but I was raised on Oakwood. And I loved going down to Oakwood because it was so much action. And it was exciting to me. You know, we, and church was right across the street. So, you know, you know, your grandmother and your mom definitely going to have you in church. But as soon as church was out, you know, we, I'm outside with the action. But... But as you get older and you see your aunt, like, being able to, like, make it out those type of environments and still excel, you know, I just really wanted you to get on and just talk about what's going on and how that happened. And, you know, I just want you to talk about your campaign because you are running for judge. Absolutely. I appreciate the opportunity, nephew, and everybody. Um, I think what Terrence just outlined is oftentimes um, the reality for African-Americans and people of color in general. Um, and him talking about the south side of Syracuse in the last maybe eight to 10 years, um, Syracuse's south side and near west area has been deemed uh, on a national level one th uh, the third poorest area in America. Um, so the poverty, um, lots of the issues that plague our communities in terms of health and finances um, was definitely there while growing up, um, a challenge, uh, but yet and still, um, based on my parents' Southern culture, instead of seeing it as an obst obstacle, I, I was able to see it as an opportunity. So that's sort of the basis uh, of my campaign. Um, I've been an attorney for 26 years, and in those 26 years, the last uh, 10 or so have been in private practice, where I've been doing criminal law, um, whereas before I was only doing civil. And so that has expanded my notions of the law. It informed why I decided to run for city court judge and um, why I know um, outside of all the other candidates that there is a real need for parity in the courtroom and equity and that that in and of itself um, can change the outcome of a case. And so right. it is that background understanding that keeps me connected, that allows me to see my, my clients as more than a, a case number and just the name, but as a person. And that's the way I advocate on behalf of clients. And I would take that into being a judge. So often we sometimes find ourselves, we find ourselves in court and we, we don't really look at it in its most basic form. You are in court because there's a, a personal controversy or there's an issue um, with a third party that you cannot solve. And so a judge needs to have a really good sense of people so that a judge can understand facts and can balance those. Right, and that's and that's a real statement, um, Auntie, because they have to understand people. And a lot of times, in a lot of instances, people stand before judge, judges that have no connection with who they are or what they've been through. So for me, I feel like it was important to have you on this show because it's very important that people really get out especially in Syracuse, but everywhere, though, in every community, to get out and vote. Because if you don't get out and vote, you really don't have a voice. But you definitely got to vote for the people who are actually speaking for you. Would you agree with that? I do agree with that. And, and, and often, I'll put it this way. In dealing with COVID-19, each state has dealt with it differently. As an attorney um, and doing criminal law, I was in court every day. 
when they did the shelter in place, it didn't just affect people's jobs as we think about it from the perspective of whether or not you're going to be able to walk into Best Buy or some other establishment, but the courts here in New York State shut down. And so right. you were no longer able to walk. You're no longer able still because we're still under the shelter in place. You're not able to walk into a courtroom. So you're not seeing a judge at this point. There are exceptions. Um, in person. So now things are being done virtually. Lawyers are not allowed to go into correctional facilities. We have to do it by phone or if they have the, the capacity to do a visual Zoom kind of Skype kind of situation. So your depth as an attorney, your ability to interact with clients, your ability to understand their issues and to advocate for them is very, very crucial. And at the very same time, on an individual personal level, because in addition to being an attorney, I'm a wife and I'm a mom. And so understanding not only that my clients may be incarcerated, they want someone to fight for their rights so they can get out, um, they can be with their family, but then also the issues that COVID now brings. You may get arrested and you're brought into a facility, and now you have to deal with the fact that you can't do all of the different things that are being recommended to keep you safe. And so you have that push-pull that's going on. And I just don't want our, us as voters to lose sight of what's going on with COVID, its impact, because it has had a real impact on communities of color, like dire, and, and, and fail to do the very thing that affects how the response has been nationally and state by state because it depends on those who you put in office. So you are seeing the person who was voted in office four years ago, their lack of policies, their lack of proper implementation or preparedness. You have to still think about that because we have elections. Now, what are you seeing? Um, I don't know if it's a part of you know your type of law, but I see there's a lot of attorneys involved with their uh, liability of, you know, of a business, you know, because uh, I don't know if I read somewhere or saw somewhere something about uh, if somebody can sue a restaurant if they contracted the virus. So if somebody is that even possible to do it? First of all, you have to prove that you caught the virus at 12 o'clock at, uh, you know, Joe Schneider's <laughs> restaurant. I mean, are people yeah. just out there just to sue just because just to make them happy, sue happy and all that? Or is it is it a, an actual thing that could be in the future? I believe, and I haven't had anyone approach me about a COVID-19 case from the perspective of um, liability of a vendor mm -hmm. or a proprietor. Uh, or even a governmental entity, right? Because uh, you have to think about it. As we begin to shift back into, um, and I'm going to use this in quotes, regular life, how, what, that, what that looks like since COVID, um, we'll have to define. But we are obviously going to still be in social situations. Like we go to the grocery store, we go to the pharmacy. Um, so we're still doing those kind of essential things. How much responsibility for those essential vendors can we place on them when we are still just discovering what COVID can do, how it can be transmitted? Mm -hmm. So it really comes down to what laws are put in place about um, prevention and about um, safekeeping in regards to what does a business need to put in place? Do you need to actually mark off areas in your establishment in terms of what's your six feet, whatever the standards are? Um, will it be your responsibility to require um, all patrons to wear a mask? 
for in certain instances, maybe to even wear gloves. Right now, I don't think we have a cohesive set of guidelines and regulations, whether that's through the CDC or state by state. So I'm not sure what body of law will come out of this, um, but I'm sure there might be situations mm -hmm. where um, precautions that need to be taken won't be, um, and that could create a situation that could lead to a COVID case um, being heard. But because we haven't had that before, um, they may be considered novel or new. I'm not sure. I don't know that I've practiced on a case where we've had um, a contagious disease that is known and there were regulations and laws put out about how to deal with it that were not followed. And therefore, you could trace liability back. But we also have to deal with the other questions. How do you trace it? Yeah, exactly. If people, if people aren't, simpl aren't symptomatic, how will they know? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I would think that you would be dealing with a body of cases like people did um, with HIV and all of those kinds of things, whether you are a known carrier or you know you have it and you're just um, very careless in what you do, that has to do with intent. Right. Um, so that's um, more on the criminal side, but I'm sure that there are civil la layers of it as well. Yeah, because everybody's taken, I mean, you know, I work for a government office myself and, uh, you know, they, they take a lot of major steps and everything from mm -hmm. temperature t uh, checking to the particular person making the transaction is the only one allowed in except for, you know, it's different situations. But, you know, there are right. a lot of different uh, rules are being written as we speak and it's changing on a daily basis as time goes on. And it's going to be very interesting on, you know, what... You know, you'll you'll see in the future these commercials. Have you contracted COVID? You know, contact. You know, <laughs> do we cheat them and how? You know, I mean, I'm just exactly. I'm waiting for those uh, commercials to come out. I mean, you know, the biggest uh, law firm in this area, I think it's like uh, Morgan and Morgan. I think it is. You know, they're on every city bus and all that stuff. So I'm waiting for something to come out. But yeah, it's just it's crazy how you know. People just take things and run with it at time. You know, personally, I'm not a sue happy person. You know, so, you know, I'll just take things in stride unless there's major neg uh, negligence. But on the flip side, it's the proving, you know. I mean, yeah, you may be sat at Joe Schneider's restaurant and walked out to the parking lot and somebody sneezed, you know, in this public street. So, I mean, how do you know? You know, that's just that's my thought theory on what's going to be what's going to happen yeah. in the future. So we'll have to have a, we'll have to develop a, a different set of social graces and adequate and, and regulations about what that means. And, and then judge set a line, a bright line in the sand about what kind of behavior is reckless and what kind of behavior is negligent based upon the standard. So yes, it, it, I mean, how often do we get to see a body of law developing in front of us? I mean, not in my lifetime. Well, Auntie, I'm, I'm very thankful that you came on the show. Um, definitely, if you're in Syracuse, New York, you need to get out there and rock that vote. How do you think the votes are going to be coming in, Auntie, if the polls are not open? Well, one of the things that the governor here in New York has done is has lifted what are the usual standards for individuals to request absentee ballots. So now because okay. of COVID, anyone is qualified to request an absentee ballot be sent, um, and then, you know, they will be sent out. I guess for me, um, two or three things. It is We still have the responsibility to look around at our community and say, who's gonna represent us best? We still need to be invested in our civil and civic rights because at the end of the day, particularly for communities of color, so many of those who went before us put their lives and their, and their livelihoods and all of that on the line so we could exercise the vote, so we could impact a system that previously held us out. And so 
I know there's a lot of uncertainty. I know there's a lot of fear. I know that there are a lot of unknowns, but the things that we do know is we need to have people who represent us. The things that we do know is that nothing changes if we're not willing to, one, ourselves be counted and to use our sphere of influences for good. And additionally, to be willing to be counted. These are the times when we read historically, like what, what were you doing when such and such happened? And so our children and our grandchildren mm. will get the opportunity to say, what did you do in 2020? When COVID-19 um, was there, how did you keep yourself safe? How did you keep us safe? And what decisions did you make or did you fail to make? Because when you choose not to vote, that is a vote. And so right. I'm encouraging people not to let their fear of the unknown stop them from doing the things that they know to do. And voting is so important and voting for candidates who reflect who you are, what you're about and what your issues are, are so paramount. And I know that I'm one of those candidates, not only because I grew up on the south side of Syracuse, but because I understand what it's like to be vulnerable. I understand what it's like to be faced with obstacles and challenges and yet and still keep my humanity and yet and yet understand that I want my rights to be protected. So in order for that to happen for me, I have to be willing to give that to the next person because we're all in this together. That's awesome, Auntie. I'm glad that you came on, on this show. Thanks you for know, having it me. Definitely, I appreciate it, it. It was definitely awesome having you on here and you know, you always been a family lawyer. Whenever anybody <laughs> get in trouble, yo, we going to Appalachia. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, IT, I got in trouble, IT. I need you to look at this paperwork. <laughs> when Judge Judy retires, we'll see you on TV, right? <laughs> one day, one day. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys, thank you so much. Thank you for having these kind of conversations that helped us keep it real. Um, and uh, I just appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Have All a right. great afternoon. Take care. All okay. right. God bless. Well, that that was cool. Yeah. You know, yeah, really. you know, the the message behind it was basically get out there and vote. Even though she was up in Syracuse, you know, she doesn't. Really, she's not in our jurisdiction or half our, or everybody else listeners. You know, but the point is, you know, just get out there and vote, and your vote does count. And, you know. It is also was fun to get a little bit off topic just to like, what is her perspective on what's going to be happening in this new world that's that's going to come out in the future? Who knows? You know, it's just interesting how things will change, especially on the law side now. But but thanks, yeah. Bax, for getting her on. It was definitely a good. Yeah, uh, I love when she said no voting is your vote. I know for Hispanics, especially it's so hard to get Hispanics like like me to vote like hispanic people are not voting enough and it's true if you don't vote then that's you voting yeah <laughs> i never thought of it like that but she put it into perspective it's not a, it is a vote not voting is voting for the other side yeah definitely uh, well thanks Bax. i do appreciate getting her on that was definitely a good message behind uh her hopefully when is her election do you know I believe it's June 23rd, but don't quote me on that. I believe it's June 23rd. Is that a primary or is that a... Yeah, is that a primary or is that a, an actual general election day? I believe it's actual general election day. Oh, good, good. Yeah, definitely keep us posted. Yeah. Definitely keep us posted. Any of our T-time squad in Syracuse, vote. Yep. If you want to oh, say yeah, her got... name again so that they know. Yeah, attorney Felicia Pitch Davis, they know They know who she is. Our, our last name, Rain Bells in Syracuse, New York. <laughs> so <laughs> Pitch... 
Pitts and definitely the Davis. You know, it definitely ring it ring bells in Syracuse. Syracuse is a small city, so everybody know who we are for the most part. All right. Well, what else do we got before we wind down the show for the uh, for the uh, week? Well, I want to bring up a new segment. Okay, called go. Called ridiculous celebrity. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I saw a story, which honestly, I'm not really surprised. When I read this article, I was like, yeah, I could see that. Kanye West, his bodyguard, came out and spoke that Kanye West is his least favorite celebrity to to work for. Because oh. he is just a freaking prima donna, basically. Which I I read this entire article, and I was like, yes, I, I can see that. Very demanding. Apparently, according to his bodyguard... He has to stand 10 paces, 10 feet, whatever, however you want to calculate that, of weight um, behind Kanye. Like, if they're walking on a, on a sidewalk, he's got to stand 10 paces behind Kanye West at all so they're times. they're already social distancing already. <laughs> they're practicing, <laughs> yeah. And this, uh, he was telling a story how they were at an event, and it was his first time working for Kanye. And they walked into an elevator, and Kanye's like, are you going to press my button to go up? And he's like, I don't even know what floor we're going to. And he said Kanye started going off, like, didn't you call ahead of time to see what floor we're supposed to be on, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, some of these, some of these celebrities. He was like, listen, he gave him three options. He's like, either one. You press your own button, and now I'll know for next time what button to press. Two, you tell me what floor you want to go to, and I'll press the button. Or three, you just stand here and keep yelling. Like, he had, wow. to, he had to go off on him. And it was so funny. But I don't, I, I can see that. I mean, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Kanye, but he has, like, the ego bigger than anybody. I mean, I could see it, but I, I, I would have punched him because <laughs> how are you going to stand in an elevator and then just stare at the buttons and expect someone else to press it? Like <laughs> he was the guy from a few years ago at the was it the American Music Awards or something like that, saying, yeah. "Oh, talk about Taylor Swift or something like that." Oh I, yeah. I mean, it's just a big ego problem, you know. I'm, I'm tired of some of these celebrities, you know. I mean. Everybody's social distancing right now, and they're actually, you know, broadcasting from their houses. And I don't know about you. Okay, what's your opinion on this? What is your opinion on this? If people are broadcasting from their house and they're showing that they have all these big famous, not famous things, but the, all these high-ticket items, their cars, their, you know, luxury swimming pools and, uh, you know, their fancy jewelry and all that stuff, are you asking for trouble or people even care? Like, even though, you know, everybody... You know, is struggling these days. Is it like more showing off? I mean, how do you guys feel about that kind of stuff? Wait, are they like physically saying, "Hey, look at my car"? Yeah, yeah. Like, they'll they'll, they'll show, show their car. They'll they'll talk about the you know, oh, look at all the stainless steel appliances in my kitchen. Or just think that they have like, who cares? They're like it's using like MTV props. Prince. <laughs> Quarantine inspirational. I feel like it's inspirational though. You know, like I, I so. feel like everything is obtainable. You feel me? So when you see somebody else who's in a, in a in a better position, I feel like you know what that that gave me a little uh, inspiration to say you know what I want that too, or maybe I want it I want that to be better, you know. So I don't mind, I don't look at when people show off their little their little trinkets and stuff like that as them showing off. You feel me? Unless they're just like rude, 
and boldly rude and like looking down on you, shutting other people down. But like, if you show off your trinkets and you got a nice car and you show it all, that's what instant. That's what social media is for. Everybody shows off on social media at some point in time, whether they're putting on a filter, a better filter to make them look better. That's showing off. You know what I'm saying? So I feel attacked right now, but yeah. I do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not attacking anybody. I feel like everybody does it. You feel me? Everybody does it. Like I, you know, if I take a picture, I'm definitely gonna take a picture on my best angle. That, that's showing off. Listen, I'm gonna post my microphone right after we leave here. Absolutely, post away. <laughs> but I will say, I saw a hilarious. I mean, it wasn't hilarious. It was hilarious to me. Celebrities. I don't remember which ones, but a bunch of them. They're trying to do, you know, inspirational things to try to get us through all this stuff and they all came together to sing a song like an inspirational song i don't remember what song it was i need to look it up but it backfired on them because you can see that they're in these big mansions and all these places and they're trying to be like no we're with you we're all together and everyone's like yeah you're in your freaking mansion right now like, <laughs> yeah that's that's what i'm invite thinking. us to the mansion <laughs> right invite me or or let I'll me use your yacht at least Okay. But that does bring me to my other celebrity okay. ridiculousness that made me upset. Ellen DeGeneres apparently is a ridiculous celebrity. And I love Ellen's show. Like, she is one of the funniest people to me. And apparently she's not as, if you've ever seen her show, she always says be kind to people. Yeah. Or be kind to each other. Apparently she's not kind, which is really sad. There was an article, um, this YouTuber, she's a very famous YouTuber for makeup tutorials. She, her name is Nikki Tutorials. I mean, that's her YouTube name. She went on to Ellen and she came off the show and said that her experience wasn't as she expected. Like, she expected Ellen to come up to her, you know, in, in her dressing room, to come up to her and be like, hey, how you doing? My name's Ellen, yada, yada, and she didn't do that. And she was just saying she wasn't as warm and affectionate as Ellen portrays on camera. And with COVID now, you know, everyone's streaming their shows through their um, homes. And she can't have her entire crew with her. So she's not paying them. She's just paying, like, four or five crew members out of, like, the 30-plus people she usually works. Doesn't she and have they billions of dollars, though? Yeah, exactly. And they said that there's no communication, like, she's not checking in on them or letting them know, like, hey, are we getting paid? Are we not? Are we going to help you with your show? Or what are we doing? Like, they're just sitting there, like, unsure of what to do. And I just thought that was so sad because Kanye, I could see him being a jerk. I'll be, I'll be clean. Yeah. A jerk. Yeah. <laughs> but with Ellen, I thought she was, like, a genuinely nice celebrity so now this just asked me question so, my celebrities she is an actress i'll put that out there i know you guys are not into conspiracy conspiracy theories but there's a conspiracy theory about ellen right now i'm just gonna say it okay, okay go go so about ellen yeah so have you guys heard of adrenochrome wait the what the adrenochrome what? so adrenochrome so Ellen is supposedly on house arrest right now, right? There's supposed to be a big indictment. This is conspiracy theory. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> okay. Up. I'm, gonna, I'm Googling it right now as we it, speak. It's a, it's a part of like the Obama gay and the pizza gate thing. And the, and the guy who had the island who killed himself. What's his, what is his name? Oh, Epstein. Um, 
Epstein, and oh, yeah. supposed to be wrapped up in that too. So they say all the accounts are frozen. So that might be part of the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a conspiracy theory guy. So that might be part of the reason. So adrenochrome is a is a uh, substance inside blood, right? That <laughs> supposedly celebrities drink. And they get it from like kids. Remember all the little kids were disappearing and things like that? Oh, I found they, it. These kids were getting tortured, right? And what they would do is these kids, they would kill these kids and, and they would get the adrenochrome that builds up in a tortured kid's blood and they would drink it to make them look young. Now, oh my God. It's, a conspiracy, it's a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy theory. But our show's a hard turn. There's a lot of people talking about it right now, and that might be the reason why Ellen is like, Wait, listen, right listen. Now. I'm not going to say that you're wrong because I know that people put blood on their face in Hollywood to make it look, your skin look younger. And um, yeah, it could be a real thing. Yeah, they do all kinds of crazy stuff. And you're not the Alice Jones of our podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Mar- that's why Ellen's the way she is. Because <laughs> she drank blood. <laughs> yeah, basically. I just always you thought here, Ellen was a sweet, you know, friendly, you know, just keep going, just keep going, you know, Dory type. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. Unpopular opinion, I, I hated Dory. You hated Dory. So, I like yeah. Dory. Huh? What do you say? Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, on the last topic here. Remember, we were talking about this This to, to our listeners. Let's uh, wa- listen to a few shows back. We talked about Tom Brady auctioning off his, um, uh, his basically time in Jersey after the first Buccaneers and all that stuff, uh, auctioning off his uh, oh, yeah. thing. So this YouTuber paid $800,000. To oh spend, yeah, to pay to, to spend time with Tom Brady, uh, either either work out or go out to dinner. I don't know which one I would choose, but I think I'll go out to dinner. But, but yeah, uh, and and a free jersey and and a, uh, a Buccaneers ticket uh, for the first game or debut game or something like that. But eight hundred thousand dollars to this YouTuber. The kid's like what twenty five, twenty six or something like that. Has anybody ever heard about this guy? What what channel does he run? No, what is his name? Okay, his uh, name? Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought maybe you guys knew. How the fuck? I mean, yeah. how does a YouTuber have that much? That's, well, I guess YouTubers they can make a lot. Money. They can make a lot, but you know what? How long did it take them to make that kind of money? And is, is that a smart purchase? Personally, I think Dame, Dave Ramsey would probably probably cringe. Well, maybe <laughs> them meeting uh, Tom Brady would like boost their fame. You know? Hey, you know what? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm not sure what his name is. Alisa, what you were saying, what you know his name was? Yeah, it's, yeah, I saw, I found the article. It says 25-year-old YouTube star Logan 30-acre, that's one word, Logan, and then 30-acre, two words, sorry, reportedly paid $800,000 at a charity auction to have dinner with Tom Brady. Holy crap. I wonder what kind of channel he has. Anybody ever heard of this guy? No, okay, it says it says here Thirty Acre is known on YouTube as Super Mario Logan, and he has over he has over eight point five million subscribers. Wow! Apparently, wow. he uses puppets to create sketches based mostly around his love for Super Mario. What? Oh, so it's a bunch of geeks, like <laughs> basically, they have a lot of money, probably. 
Yeah, that's why I know a ton of. I mean, I don't know personally, but I know of YouTubers that have so much money. Like that, I don't know if you guys, you guys have little kids. Have they ever seen Ryan videos? Yes. Oh my God, my six-year-old wants a Ryan's birthday party because he's obsessed with that. My mom was saying that that little kid Ryan makes more money than all the YouTubers. He's a billionaire. He's like nine. I think he's like seven or something. $22 $22 million, back, um, Donald? $22 million a year, yes. At six I mean, years old? Yeah, I, my, my grandson watches them all the time. He I know, my grandson loves his videos. Jeez. All he does is test toy. Exactly, and kids are, are glued to it. But to, to, the, to the Tom Brady thing, you know that all of these athletes and celebrities are part of the all-in challenge. And yeah. that's what this is for. It's right. The all-in challenge is a, is a charity event where you donate you auction off certain um, gifts or whatever, and the winner gets to spend time with you and do what you um, like. Someone uh, the other day is in the all-in challenge, and um, you're going to spend the you get to, if you win, you get to spend a day with her, being a video um, athlete. You get to spend time practicing with them, just different types of things. And the guy Logan Thirty Acre is worth five million dollars, so that eight hundred thousand was like cheap for him. Oh, it's yeah, wow. I don't know. I, I it just seems like you know a lot of these uh, these big ticket auctions. Yeah, that generates buzz. But on the flip side of it, you know the people like us. There's no chance in hell that I would get you know a chance to win the auction, eight hundred thousand dollars. I mean, I don't think anybody on this show even has that kind of money. But you know they they should just raffle off like twenty dollar raffle tickets. You know, in my eyes. Well, it's, it's not for us. It's for the the charity. So yeah, they're trying right. to get the person yeah, with like the most money. They're trying to money for people affected by the COVID nineteen virus pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So that's why we're not going to, you know, our twenty dollars, like <laughs> one person, well, his eight hundred thousand is going to feed, you know, a couple right. thousand. Oh yeah. <laughs> a couple million so people, I hope. You have to look at it from, yeah, you have yeah. to look at it from that. And um, so I don't mind you, as long as somebody's getting something out of it, and as long as they're doing it for good. I mean, the money is not going to Tom Brady. Right. You know, he's four hundred million dollars. So he doesn't need it. Now, so no. you know, it's going towards a, a good cause, and and you get something out of it that you probably otherwise wouldn't get because as, as famous a YouTuber as he is, he's probably not Tom Brady famous. Now, so. well, it's definitely gonna. Uh, uh, to create more uh, subscribers, guarantee it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a business sense. I mean, tax write-off, number one for him. <laughs> and number two, he's, he's going to get more subscribers because, heck, we're talking about, I never heard about this guy until like 20 minutes ago. You know what I mean? So, uh, interesting, interesting. I'm still not going to watch him, though, after I found out about the Super Mario thing. <laughs> yeah, really, the puppets, no. Nah. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, that's still definitely an original content i guess uh interesting interesting uh all right guys we're gonna wrap it up for the day but it was a good show thank you to our listeners and thank you to uh bax's auntie felicia running for judge in syracuse new york i do appreciate her being on the show thank you so uh don't forget to like and subscribe our uh facebook page the tea time with the blade crew our, our, we're on Podbeam, and we are on Apple, Tea Time with the Blade Crew. Please like and subscribe our channel. And, uh, we are also on Spotify. So, yeah, oh, we are on Spotify. Did not, that's breaking news to me. Thank you. 
Wow, Spotify. So we're, we're growing our platform. So more to come in the future, guys. So I uh, do appreciate everybody being on the show, listening, and uh, coming together this week. And you guys all have a great weekend. Anybody else have anything else to say before we leave? If you do listen on Apple, leave us a five-star review and a comment. Yes, yeah, we have a small handful so far. I do appreciate those comments. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Have a great week. Yes, sir. You too. Bye, everyone. Take care. Mm -hmm.